Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Backstory. We're just getting back from our Thanksgiving holidays, where I'm sure many of us have indulged Rightfully so, it was a time to enjoy with your friends and families, and hopefully you found some time to balance eating with a little bit of exercise, with a little bit of being mindful about what we were intaking. And I wanted to talk to you about something that did come up over the holiday dinner, specifically amongst our family. And this was a debate between Coke and Coke Zero. And in a world where we have many choices, this was one of the points of contention, at least between me and some of my family members on whether to drink a artificial sweetened drink or something with natural sugar. So whether you're a diehard soda enthusiast or just someone who occasionally has soda, I think the decision between these two carbonated beverages can actually become quite overwhelming. And some of us, including myself, swear on the refreshing taste of Coke Zero and other opt for the full guilt-free indulgence of regular Coke. But hopefully today in this episode, I want to delve into the health benefits, if there are any, and with the particular focus and concerns around artificial sugar versus real sugar. So we all know that Coca-Cola is one of the most popular soft drinks in the world. Coke or Coca-Cola sells a range of products, including regular Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Light, Coke Zero. And while some of these products taste fairly similar, there are certainly some differences, uh, and many of them contain sweeteners. Some of these sweeteners are meant to be low in calories, but in reality, they may not be the best thing for you if your goal is to try to lose weight. Just to give you some background, in each 20-ounce bottle of regular Coke has 240 calories and 65 grams of sugar. The Food and Drug Administration recommends consuming less than 10% of your daily calories from added sugars. And since most of us consume about 2,000 calories a day, That means no more than 200 calories should come from added sugar. Given that I just informed you that a Coke bottle has 240 calories, that already surpasses your daily intake. Unlike Coke, Coke Zero has no sugar. Coke Zero's calories are non-existent. And the lack of the sugar and the lack of the calories make Coke Zero one of the major benefits of this beverage. It also has no nutritional value. And while most people can consume Coke Zero or Diet Coke relatively safely, it may not be the best for some individuals. And those individuals are people who have a metabolic disorder called phenylketonuria. And people with phenylketonuria need to be careful not to ingest too many foods with this amino acid called phenylalanine. Uh, which is found in aspartame used to make Coke Zero. So let's understand the basics between regular Coke and Coke Zeros. But before we go into the health implications, we need to discuss what's the difference between these two. So regular Coke is sweetened with sucrose 
or high fructose corn syrup, both of which are forms of, quote, real sugar. On the other hand, Diet Coke or Coke Zero relies on artificial sweeteners, such as aspartame, saccharin, or sucralose. And these are sugar-free, calorie-free alternatives. There are some concerns over artificial sweeteners. There have questions been raised and concerns in the scientific community among the general public. So I want to kind of delve into these main artificial sweeteners found in these diet sodas uh, and explore some of these ongoing debates regarding their safety and health benefits, again, if any. So the first is aspartame. And aspartame became one of the most commonly used artificial sweeteners in the United States. It was approved by the Food and Drug Administration in 1981. And you may be familiar with aspartame. It's also contained in sweeteners like NutraSweet, Equal, and Sugar Twin. It's actually 200 times sweeter than regular sugar. And despite its widespread use, aspartame has been the subject of numerous studies examining its safety. The majority of the scientific evidence supports that it safely can be consumed within acceptable daily intake levels. And I think that's probably the most important thing to take away from that is acceptable daily intake levels, which we'll discuss in a moment. The second artificial sweetener is saccharin. And saccharin is used in some diet sodas. And like aspartame, it has also undergone extensive testing. It has been deemed safe for consumption. However, there was some early studies that came out linking saccharin to bladder cancer in rats, which led to some warning labels on saccharin-containing products. But subsequent research actually dispelled this hypothesis. It clarified that the mechanisms involved in rats were not applicable to humans. So the warning labels regarding blood, bladder cancer and saccharin were removed. And the last most commonly used artificial sweetener is sucralose. Uh, sucralose is a no-calorie artificial sweetener. It comes from sugar. It's heat-stable. It's used for cooking and baking. Also been approved by regulatory agencies such as the FDA and the European Food Safety Authority. These agencies have both confirmed safety, again, within established limits. And there is limited research that has consistently shown any adverse health effects associated with consuming sucralose. So let's talk a little bit about the biggest health implications when it comes to comparing regular Coke to Coke Zero or Diet Coke. The first thing that comes up to everyone's mind is weight management and caloric content. One of the major reasons that many individuals choose Diet Coke or Coke Zero is that it's low to no calories. Regular Coke, on the other hand, has a very high sugar content, which can contribute significantly to your daily caloric intake. So just by cutting back on the sugar intake, that can help with weight management, and that can help a lot of the prevention of obesity-related health issues. However, the relationship between these diet sodas and weight management is actually a subject of a lot of research. Some studies suggest that artificial sweeteners may actually alter the body's metabolism. It actually might even change the microbiome or affect the DNA, which can all potentially affect weight gain. So it's crucial to consider your individual factors, your individual lifestyle choices when deciding between Diet Coke and regular Coke as part of a weight management strategy. If we look at some of the science there was one eight-year observational study that found 
people who drank more than 21 of these artificial sweetened beverages per week, so about three per day, almost doubled their risk of obesity and being overweight compared to people who did not consume these kinds of drinks. Now, this wasn't a randomized control study. It was just an observational study, but still it's worth noting. And that same study noted that the total daily caloric intake was lower in individuals who drank these diet beverages, yet they still had an increase in weight, which suggests that these artificial sweeteners might influence body weight in other ways than just caloric intake. The other impact that it can have on health relates to dental health and your teeth. And the impact of soda on dental health is a concern. And that's shared not just with regular Coke, but also by Diet Coke and Coke Zero. Certainly, the sugar content in regular Coke can contribute to tooth decay, can contribute to cavities just like candy can. And when sugar interacts with the bacteria in your mouth, it can produce an acid, which over time can erode the tooth enamel, which protects your teeth. On the other hand, even though Diet Coke and Coke Zero don't contain sugar, the acidity of the carbonated beverages does remain a potential threat to dental health. This acid can also weaken the enamel. This can also lead to dental issues, maybe at a lesser extent than the sugary alternatives, but it's still important to practice good oral hygiene, regular brushing, regular frosts, all ways to mitigate these risks independent of what soda you choose to drink. And, and the reason for this is that one of the main ingredients in Coke Zero is phosphoric acid. One study looked directly at phosphoric acid and it showed that it caused mild enamel and tooth erosion. And another study looked at Coke Light, which is an alternative to Diet Coke, but it also contained phosphoric and citric acid both causing tooth and enamel erosion in just three minutes of submerging the teeth in this soda. For me, this third health-related benefit of Coke Zero over Diet Coke has to do with blood sugar levels and diabetes, which is an epidemic, especially here in the United States and even parts of India, uh, where my family is originally from. But for individuals managing diabetes and their concern about blood sugar levels, the choice between Coke Zero and regular Coke can be pivotal. Regular Coke can cause a rapid spike in your blood sugar due to its high sugar content, which can potentially lead to insulin resistance over time. But let's look at what the data shows. In an eight-year study of 64,000 women consuming artificial sweetened beverage, they had an increased risk of diabetes by 21% compared to those drinking sugar-sweetened beverages had a higher risk at 43% of diabetes. So almost a two to one fold increase of getting diabetes if you're drinking a sugar sweetened beverage. Interestingly though, there are other studies that have found the opposite results. In another 14 year observational study, 1600 middle-aged adults were found to have no association between diet soda intake and an increase in diabetes. So it seems that Diet Coke or Coke Zero, which are sugar-free, seem like a safer option for those monitoring their blood sugar levels. However, the use of these artificial sweeteners in diet sodas has sparked some debate, specifically about their impact on insulin sensitivity and glucose metabolism. Some studies also suggest that these artificial sweeteners may influence these processes, although the evidence is kind of mixed. If we look at one of these studies from June of 2016 in the study of the Indian Journal of Pharmacology, 
They found that aspartame can increase glucose and insulin levels just like sucrose does. This means that the sweetener could actually be harmful to diabetics. In another study, the same year in May 2016, in the Journal of Applied Physiology, Nutrition, and Metabolism, they also found that aspartame consumption can increase glucose intolerance. For me, I think it's important for individuals with diabetes or those at risk of developing pre-diabetes, really consult with their healthcare professionals, monitor your blood sugar levels before responding and taking different types of beverages. It's important to recognize that individual reactions to each of these drinks may vary. What about a healthy heart? We know that excessive sugar intake has been linked to cardiovascular disease, making the impact of regular Coke on heart health a significant concern. Diets which are high in added sugars are associated with increased levels of triglycerides, of LDL cholesterol, which is, quote, the bad cholesterol, increased blood pressure, all of which can contribute to other heart-related issues. So choosing Diet Coke or Coke Zero with its lack of added sugars might seem like a heart-healthy alternative. However, some recent studies have explored the potential links between artificial sweeteners and adverse cardiovascular outcomes. And again, while the evidence is not definitive, it does emphasize the need for moderation, the emphasis for a holistic approach to heart health and listening to your body and following up with your cardiologist. I think I've said this a few times, but moderation is key. And even though there's going to be an ongoing debate between Diet Coke and regular Coke, especially in my house, I think it's crucial to emphasize the significance of moderation. Both options have pros and cons, but excessive consumption of each can lead to health issues. So for those seeking to minimize sugar intake and reduce caloric consumption, I think Diet Coke or Coke Zero can be a suitable choice, again, when consumed in moderation. However, relying only on diet sodas as a sole strategy for health improvement, you're probably going to overlook a lot of the essential aspects of a balanced and nutritious diet. Regular Coke, on the other hand, while high in sugar, can still be enjoyed reasonably as part of a well-rounded diet. The key is to be mindful of overall sugar intake and prioritize moderation in some of your dietary choices. So what are my conclusions regarding the age-old Diet Coke versus regular Coke debate. Certainly, it's multifaceted. There are considerations of caloric intake and weight management, considerations of dental health, blood sugar levels, diabetes, cardiovascular health. That, in addition to the concerns over artificial sweeteners, which adds an additional layer of complexity to the decision-making process. Ultimately, the health impact of these sodas depends on various factors, including individual health conditions, your lifestyle choices, your dietary choices. Really, if you have questions, speak with your healthcare professionals, especially if you have another underlying condition such as diabetes or heart disease. But in the grand scheme of a healthy lifestyle, the occasional Diet Coke, even the occasional regular Coke is unlikely to have significant impact. What matters most is being balanced. Eat the rainbow, engage in regular physical activity, sleep well, stub out the cigarettes, and overall, you're going to live a healthy, well-balanced life. I recently spoke with Dr. Rekha Kumar, who is the medical director of the American Board of Obesity Medicine and also an editor for the Journal of Obesity, endocrinologist here at Wall Cornell. And she essentially said that 
sugar-sweetened beverages like Coke are probably the lowest hanging fruit in regards to what needs to be eliminated to reverse the obesity epidemic and for the prevention of obesity in children. But for those who have developed diabetes and obesity, a small amount of Coke Zero would probably be preferred for weight control and blood sugar control. That being said, Dr. Kumar would not recommend non-nutritive sweeteners such as aspartame and saccharin and sucralose in young healthy people because we don't yet know what the long-term effects are on the microbiome and the potential for DNA damage. So the lesson for you, as we navigate this world of carbonated beverages, I think we need to be mindful in our approach. Given the choices, making an informed decision, living in moderation, I think sipping an occasional soda, which offers a refreshing sense of balance, is reasonable. I'm still a Coke Zero believer. My sister is still a regular Coke believer. But to each their own, live healthy, be mindful. We've got your back here on The Backstory. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D.com. Thank you.